Hey beloveds, welcome back to this episode of the Living Consciously podcast with me, Yvette Rajikopa, also known on digital platforms as Yvette Alu. Today I have two amazing guests. Um, if I had that, that thing, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be playing it for you guys. And we are having such a good topic. The conversation today is about, um, what is it about? Things you need to know <laughs> before you get married. I'm sorry, guys. It's the end of the year, so I'm tired. But yeah, things you need to know before we got married. Before you get married, and we're just gonna go over a few things around the topic. I've got Mrs. G over here. Oh, love Mrs. G, also known as Nosipo. Um, and yeah, we're gonna be talking to you in terms of being married. Who she is a coach, but she'll also introduce herself further. And I've got Tinsalo Masia over here, and she does a lot of work about on inner child healing and she'll also tell you about that so ladies welcome hey. how are you guys doing today we're good you good. guys look I mean, good uh, yeah <laughs> thank you you also look very good thank you yeah, yeah so maybe we can start with Tinsalo. you can introduce yourself um and let the people know who you are and what you do Okay. Hi, everybody. I am Dinsualo, like Yvette has mentioned. Um, I am a podcaster as well. My podcast is called The Courageous Journey. Um, the a Courageous Journey is basically talking about everything that I work on. I am a conscious parent uh, coach. I work a lot with inner work. I work a lot with shadow work and the modalities of healing the inner child and basically living as your authentic self. Yeah. Thank you for that, Tenzala. You guys should absolutely check out her page and her baby. She posts and she posts a lot of yoga poses and really Yay. cute stuff, but also a lot of work on in, inner child healing. And yes, Nosipo, tell us a bit more about yourself. Hmm. Hi, hello, everyone. Uh, so my name is Nosipo Kamede. I love Mrs. G. I am a professional business coach. Um, but I've got a background in psychology as well. So and that's how I got introduced into coaching, basically, because personally, I really wanted to get to meet the person behind the business. And I think that's where you actually find the person, because most of the times we don't think of ourselves as businesses, but I actually want us to conscientize that we are actually a commodity. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into business coaching, um, where you can then be yourself in whatever business that you are in. I say for myself, business coaching is... You can master your arts, like whatever profession that you're in, but if you master yourself as the person behind the arts, then you, you, you will not be faced by much because you will know where your center is all the time. So, um, and I've also expanded that into nature retreats um, because I found that um, it's easy for you to actually let go of certain things when you're outside of certain walls, yeah. <laughs> buildings, an environment, or whatever. So I love nature and I'll... I'll introduce the working on yourself outside, um, outdoors, nature, yeah. walks, hikes, riverside, um, wherever. And I think, yeah, you, it, it's very nice. It's, it's chilled. So you're, so you're one with the <laughs> like waters. Yeah. I am here yeah. for the waters. <laughs> you know, there's that no video of, of Beyonce <laughs> saying that, you know, she just loves water, you know, and how it makes her feel. And I think I understand what you're saying completely yeah. about nature and its healing elements, you know, right. how it has the perfect vibration, mm -hmm. you know, so that allows us to recenter ourselves. So thank you for coming here, ladies, and thank you for making time. I know this co conversation is going to be a very interesting one. <laughs> and there's a, some, a question I want to ask both of you. Just as an icebreaker, right? Um, five years ago, 
did you see yourself married at this age? Given that our conversation is about th- um, things you need to know before you get married. Five years ago, I know you've been married for longer, so I'm going to mm. say for you, 20 years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say, well, you yes. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Thirteen years in, so you were within. Okay, so for you, twenty years ago, did you see yourself (laughs) married um, at this age? And for you, Tintala, as well, five years ago, ten years ago, did you see yourself married at this age? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think yes. I I I did see myself married, but I'm not sure at what stage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I I grew up in a family with my mother and father, Mm -hmm. so the modeling of a family and growing up, you become a woman, you become a wife, you become a mother. So yes, I did see myself there. I didn't know at what stage, whether I'd be happily married, whether I'd be divorced later on or anything, you see. But no, I definitely did see myself. I think it was modeled for me and it's something that I thought is normal. And yeah, it's a must, so to say. Unfortunately, unfortunately, (laughs) I don't know. Yes, that's what the topic's about. (laughs) That's interesting. I think yeah. um, that a lot of people, it's like that, right? We see a lot of behavior and then we want to model it. So mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned that. And for you, Tinsalo, five, five ten years, years ago. ago. yeah, <laughs> Five years ago, I would um, think that, wait, the question is, did I see myself getting married or yeah. did I want to get married? Same. Almost the same question. So both. <laughs> okay. So yeah. five years ago, I saw myself getting married basically because we live in a culture that conditions us to believe that marriage is something we need to strive for. Yeah. Um, and uh, five years ago, I wouldn't really say I wanted to get married. It was more of the conditioning that made me think that I need to get married. Mm. So my perspective has, has shifted from the five years ago to now. Mm-hmm. So right now, do I feel like I need to get married? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be a very interesting conversation because I know you guys are coming from like different perspectives. Yes, <laughs> when I contacted Tinsala, she's like, <laughs> she's like, and I think it will be also great for you guys who are watching or listening to this podcast just to get, you know, both angles from it, you know. Me, on the other hand, I'm, yes. the, I'm the middleman. <laughs> you know, I could be on any fresh side. Eye, I could be on any side. <laughs> But I think that's very interesting, you know, how we are conditioned to to get married. And a lot of people do get married because people said they should or society said they should, but they never took the time to figure out if it's for them, you know, if it's a a system or a structure that Mm -hmm. works for them because there are certain things that you need to know um, about marriage or need to be prepared for. And there are certain things just like everything else in life. You know, if you get a license, you need to renew it. (laughs) There are certain things and responsibilities that come with that type of commitment. All right, so let's start... So I'm just going to pose this question to you guys. What are the things that you think people need to know before they get married or make a lifelong commitment? Miss G, obviously we're all looking. Yes. <laughs> like she's been in it for 13 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. This How long have you been married yeah. for again? Yeah, it's, this is the 13th year I'm starting. So, yeah. 13th? 13th, yeah. So wow. I finished 12th. Yeah, that was October last year. Yeah. I mean, October this year, sorry. Yes. So 12 years and a few months. Yeah. Right. And what are the things that you think people need to know before they get married? Is this um, at five years or 20 years before or now? Now that I am. Now Wait. that you are. Okay, now that I am. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, it's underrated. And I think also at the same time, it's, People should know themselves. Mm. Like, just know yourself. Mm. 
Um, like I said, I wanted to get married because it was modeled for me. I saw my parents, I saw this is the life that is. Tintualo used the word condition, you know, because society will tell you, even if your parents are not, but you see that, no, it's an achievement, you know, um, without having to apply yourself in what role then do I play? What kind of marriage would I want? How many kids would I want? And, 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 and. So I, I found that now it's so important that you know yourself first because you teach the other person how to love you. So you, for me, it's, it's, it sounds corny and sounds overused, but I think you must know yourself first. And honestly. if I can ask further, what are the parts of self that you you had to get to know in order so that your husband can love you in the way that you want to be loved? What are the parts, even oh, during the marriage and before the marriage? The parts of me, I think for him, he had to see based on that condition again, mm. see the type of wife that he wants. Mm. And if I fit that role, then that was me. Mm. So and the ex expectation yes. of what it looks like for him and what it looks like for you. Exactly. Okay, continue. Yeah. But then for me, I don't think I knew. Okay. I don't think I knew. And all I did was, like I said, I literally modeled what I saw happening. In your in own... Oh, okay. Yes. Actually, and, mm -hmm. I actually like the fact that you're being honest because a lot of people assume that the role they're playing is a role that is genuine to them, whereas it's actually an expectation. It's not even coming from the guy. It's a cultural yes. expectation and a cultural um, view mm -hmm. that they hold that women should have a certain mm -hmm. way in which they model being a wife in the marriage. Yeah. So I like that she's actually being honest because many women would refuse to say that, no, they say, no this, this is, is who me. I am. This, this is, is me. me. We are in love. I'm nurturing. <laughs> I'm this. Yes. I'm this. <laughs> sure. I think for me, it's also been the same thing where, for me, I was raised by my mother and I always saw her climbing the roof and painting, <laughs> going to the garden and planting things building things i was telling my partner the other day that we literally paved our home ourselves not because we mm. couldn't afford it but because my mom really enjoyed that type of stuff so she would get us over the festive season and you know i have different feelings about this now but <laughs> over the festive season we'd be out there mixing the soil and the cement nice. and we'd be paving and i also enjoyed that a little bit more than cleaning like i remember i always avoided certain roles you know and mm. i would lean more to the other and i've had to actually learn to step into my feminine in order for my relationship to to work mm -hmm. you know um not because also i had also the, the benefits i'm like well it's kind of nice to be taken <laughs> care of it's kind of exhausting to always be this person where i'm independent you know i'm strong so even when it comes to that role of you know like my mom modeled a certain role for me you know and when it came to a, a lifelong partnership i had to figure out you know like where i fit mm -hmm. into it you know what works for me and what doesn't you know and i think that's the same thing in marriage you know where we model that's how we are as human beings we model what we see growing up so i love that you mentioned that Denzalo, just about you know that like, figuring it out for yourself you know what it looks like and not just modeling because what you what you saw your parents doing right and it might not be the right way to do it just because your parents did it and it, it worked for them doesn't mean that it'll work for you and your partner in this generation yeah. and in the way that your personalities are based Have evolved and he, here's well. another one we, yeah. al we always assume that it worked for our parents yes only because we are also continuing the same trauma if i mm -hmm. should put it sure yeah mm -hmm. so we assume that wow they've been married 
married for 60 years, that must mean that things are great, what but we don't see and dismantle and dis- deconstruct mm-hmm. what is actually happening, mm-hmm. the reality mm-hmm. of the relationship itself, how they communicate, how they handle discussions or fights, how they actually make time for themselves, mm-hmm. how they actually attune to the kids. So we automatically mm-hmm. assume because they are it's together working. and how things look on paper, we automatically assume that it's great. Mm-hmm. And we also live in a culture where marriage is about longevity. So the longer you're married, the greater it's going. The successful it's it is. Not <laughs> about, it's not about the evolution of the self mm-hmm. and it's not about if you're growing. The first thing people ask you, wow, how long have you been married for? 13 years, wow. Wow. (laughs) They'll never say, okay, how how much have you grown Mm -hmm. in that relationship? Mm -hmm. Have you been sacrificing yourself? Mm -hmm. Have you been denying yourself your true being and your Mm -hmm. authenticity? Wow, what a, and we also live in a culture that ostracizes women that actually want to move out of the, the, the marriage paradigm, mm-hmm. who say, you know what, this is not working for me, I actually want a divorce. We laugh at them, we ostracize them. So many women aren't even sitting in marriages because they truly want to be there, but it's because of society, the cultural conditioning, as well mm-hmm. as the ostracism they face, you know, they fear facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there's no community where women are concerned. When one woman divorces, they've got no one to turn to. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of stigma just around that. And I absolutely believe that relationships are meant for your growth. Yes. You know? yep. And it looks different, you know, when you're married, it looks different when you're, even before you're married, you know, yes. it's a matter of, I, that's what I think my purpose is, you know, to say, hey, whenever my partner and I have conflict, I'm like, okay, which part of myself need to heal yeah. <laughs> through yeah, this experience yes. instead of focusing on him and what yes. he's not doing for me. I, I just get back to the awareness that there are things that, you know, also understanding things like, what do you call them? Not trauma bonds. Um, attachment styles, attachment, you know, so yes. and, and mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. ways of communicating and different expectations. So yes. whenever something happens, I'm like, which part of myself needs to heal? Which part yes. of myself needs to grow? And also we tend to attract, even if you're dating or married, the person that we need in order to evolve. Yes. And if we don't perceive it that way, all of it feels like suffering. Yes. And mm-hmm. I have two questions for both of you. I think with Tenzalo, what was the deconstruction process for you? Like, because you spoke about how you know, you must have deconstructed all of these things for you to get to the point and saying, huh, this is not for me because mm-hmm. five, ten years ago you were like, maybe, yes. you know, because of <laughs> the modeling, etc. Mm-hmm. And for you, what has oh, what's my question? I should have had a pen <laughs> so I can write it down. <laughs> maybe maybe it's in your finish. Uh, so yes, that yes, she yes. also doesn't lose I, her question. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we'll park it. But I also have yeah. a question for you just in terms of being in the marriage, right? What are the things that allow that marriage to consistently evolve? Because you've been in it for 13 mm-hmm. years yes. and people think that you need to remain the same in order to remain married. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest conflicts. It's like when I met you, you were fine you with were. being a housewife, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you yes. know, or when I met you, you were this person, but nobody mm-hmm. stays the same. And I want you to speak about that specifically. All right, so Tzalo, go ahead. Okay, can I just con- comment on that? I think I also like your raising that because the whole till death do us part is what really binds us to thinking that you need to remain the same person for all those years. Mm-hmm. And anything outside of that and you evolving threatens the relationship. Yeah. And it threatens it because the vibration that you guys met at, which is the trauma bond, which is the attachment styles, no longer feel familiar to the other because now you're overcoming. Mm-hmm. Now you're growing. Mm-hmm. Now you're long. Mm-hmm. You're you're attuning to yourself, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself first and you're saying, no, I will not cook at 2 a.m. when you come back because this is where I prioritize mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, just to add on. Mm-hmm. But for me, the whole deconstruction and dismantling, because, you know, we assume that marriages are for the other and we assume that marriages are for us to come together and to do something together. Mm-hmm. But it's actually about you 
doing everything within yourself and it being a reflection through the other. Mm -hmm. So for me, the, de the deconstruction came where I looked into myself. I said, wow, I have traumas. Wow, I have an inner child. Wow, I've got unconscious beliefs. Wow, I have learned communication patterns. Wow, I've got a whole lot of issues that are happening within me. And then I started to see, wow, my partner actually mirrors all of those. They resemble everything that I embody. Mm -hmm. Now, are these all mine? No, they're not mine. Okay, wow, I'm seeing my dad in my partner. Mm. I'm seeing a bit of myself in my mom. I'm seeing a bit of myself in my mom's mom, mm -hmm. in, my, in my partner's mom. Mm -hmm. Now everything is making sense. Okay, how do I start dismantling these concepts? How do I start looking into why I feel and think like this? Oh, snap, there's something called generational trauma. My mom's mom's mom, their mom, like it's just a passed down thing. It's all passed down learned behavior that is all unconscious to us. So I had to first take it within myself to see, wow, I'm not loving to myself. Wow, I don't know how to communicate. And I'm always fighting with my partner because my needs are not being met. But why aren't they not being met? Mm -hmm. Because I was conditioned in childhood. Whenever I spoke up, whenever I needed my needs to be met, I was punished. Mm -hmm. So I've withdrawn from actually knowing how to communicate. So now, okay, my mm. inner child is suffering throughout this whole process. What is it that my inner child needs? You know, and I always tell people, if, there is, if you feel lonely in your relationship, it's because it's your inner child that needs more loving than your partner does. Mm. So I realized that, wow, there's so much within me that is not yet healed, mm. that is not yet risen, that is not yet fully developed, that I first need to work on. And for as long as I don't, the relationship is still not going to work out for me to evolve. You understand? But I, I saw it in a way that empowered me to see the other with more compassion because relationships can create a whole lot of resentment because our needs aren't being met fully. So I had a lot of resentment until I was like, no, I'm self-inflicting this on me. How do I stop this? Okay, the only way I stop it is to actually shatter the mirror. I need to become something else. That that's how I actually dismantled mm -hmm. the whole thing. It was only working on me, and through yes. that, it and that's why you know why I always tell people to first work on themselves. Divorce will not become acrimonious when a person is actually working on themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you are still resentful, fights come along. You want mm -hmm. the house. You sacrifice Parenting ten years, and, and you understand. But where there's where there's proper healing, maturity, and development, mm -hmm. you start to see, what you know what, let me attune to this person, but in a way where it's compassionate, mm -hmm. where they also don't feel like they are the victim in the whole separation, and they can see, what you know what, I'm actually holding you back. Mm -hmm. And I think what we also need to differentiate, love and marriage are two different things. Mm -hmm. Love and marriage are two different things. Okay. Love does not allow someone to sacrifice themselves. Mm -hmm. Love does not hold back someone. If I feel mm. this relationship is holding you back, I need to be able to say, you know what, Yvette, yeah. this marriage isn't for you. It's shattering you and it's affecting how you take care of yourself, how you take care of the kids and how you take care of the home. I need you to do you right now. Let's split. And like the law of attraction says, what is yours will always be yours. Mm -hmm. If it's meant to be yours, then it'll, it'll come, come back. I love understand. everything that you've said, you know, like love, what you've just said about yes. love as well. And I think it's exactly that where we we the relationship is not serving anybody. It's mm. not healthy. I think for me that's yes. the biggest thing when it stops being healthy for everybody involved, or even when because healthy looks different for somebody. Yes. Sometimes it's just you are not happy <laughs> like mm. at all, you know. And it takes a lot of going within to get to that point, and a lot of bravery as well to say yes. 
we are not meeting each other's needs. We're not fulfilled. And I think it's what Tia Mori was just saying, you know, that for her, she saw divorce as an evolution, not as a setback, and how society sees it as a failure because she's like, we're actually evolving as individuals. That's why we can get to the point of acknowledgement that this is not working, you know. And the love may continue to exist, but you don't have to be within that structure, you know. And I think for me, what you also said about the inner child, that's where... You know, um, just being in a, for me, in the relationship that I'm in right now is one of the first ones that's like really long term. We have really had to dig deep within. And a lot of it was just ideas and me doing the inner work outside of the relationship. So before I got into the relationship, I'd done the work. You know, I'd gone to the therapy. I've done all of that. But when I got in, yes, like... (laughs) It's the practical. It's the practical. You know, the practical. practical. Uh, And you become so vulnerable. You have so many expectations. You you have all these things that you need to work through and the relationship is a mirror, you know, and it's a constant reminder of that, you know, and it's so easy to just be like, you're not doing this for me. You're not, I'm not fulfilled because of you. But sometimes it's that, you know, you don't use your voice because, you know, of your childhood. I know for me, one of the things was that when when there's conflict, I withdraw, yes. right? And that obviously makes my partner feel very isolated, which is not yes. healthy. And people don't always see that those type of things are unhealthy. You know, like where people yeah. like, ah, I'm just going to be quiet because that's what my mom did. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to leave the room in the middle of a conversation and think of how invalidating that is and that's why the inner work is important but it doesn't stop here's these two parts of this it doesn't stop also once you get married and even then i think we go into relationship thinking that the person is going to fix the things that we didn't get in our childhood only to find out that they're human and then that's when that resentment comes in so it goes back to doing the inner work looking at your childhood um when i do couple work i always do individual sessions because Mm -hmm. i know that from most of my work is with individuals most of the stuff that we need to work on is with ourselves and our childhood you know how we express ourselves how we communicate and it's so important to do that inner work so the biggest point that's coming out right now is do the inner work understand your childhood and how it impacts the way that you show up in all your relationships and it doesn't start with that one relationship where you want to get married that one might just bring those things to the surface even bigger but even prior to that the previous relationships there's probably a pattern and you need to pay attention to that pattern and see the feedback so mrs g back to you (laughs) so i love how the conversation is flowing because it's coming back to doing the inner work is knowing a bit more about yourself i mean obviously your inner work depends on where or how you are or Mm. in what situation you are in life at whatever point in time so and there's a, a certain also misconception that you sometimes need to do it by yourself or at a certain time before certain things happen. Mm. The whole point of being in relationship, not necessarily romantic or married or friendships Mm. and whatever, they show you, like you said, they mirror certain things about you. It shows you this type of person. If you are in this circumstance, this is who shows up. Mm. As a friend, you are this. As a sibling, you are this. And these things are things, for me, I have had to learn whilst being married. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got married at 24, 25, somewhere there. Um, so it's things that showed up whilst I'm growing, whilst we are moving, whilst we are. So whether it was me growing backwards, but for me to actually learn the lesson, because remember, lessons don't go away until you actually learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. You'll find yourself, whether it's with a friend, with the husband, with a child, with a teacher at school, you'll see yourself and you're like, wait, okay, that's me. Learn mm-hmm. yourself, observe yourself, understand okay, if this is me and this is how I'm reacting, why, what does it say about me? 
Because yes, we fall into that victim mode. I won't lie. I was also there because I thought I had done I have done certain things correctly. Mm. I am I am that child who I would get A's, I would be on time, mm. I would do all these things right because I thought in the world you're supposed to tick that Six mm, boxes and yeah. get and get everything right and then life will be whoo for you. I mean, you did everything right, you get the medal, mm. and life happens, and you're like, well, okay. But I thought I I did everything by the book, and here I am. Um, okay, things are not working out. God, I said, <laughs> but I did. I followed the commandments. I did everything, yes. and then life just throws things at you, mm. and that's when again you you. It's not everyone that's not going to be able to step away from certain things. And mm. obviously, it's not also, um, not everyone can accommodate that type of lifestyle mm. where you can step away from a certain position. You, mm. can't, you can't not be a mother mm. if you realize something about yourself mm. that you are seeing a reflection of and you see, no, my mother did this to me. Uh, I can't dissolve myself and not be a mother. But I have to learn myself whilst I am the mother that I mm. am. So it's 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 a continued accountability check Journey. in. I want to when you speak of accountability, right? For somebody that's listening right now, what are the practically what are the areas in which you had to learn yourself? You know, so is it finances? Is it you know communication? Is it what are those areas? If somebody's listening, and you know, sometimes you can talk about things, and it feels very far, you know, mm-hmm. from 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 what you know, they can't relate it into Context, their personal life. Yes. yes. So, what are the areas for you? Like, if you could say, because I know some of the areas you know that you need to speak speak about is maybe beliefs, or maybe it's raising children, mm-hmm. maybe it's you know. So, what are those areas for you? It's all of that. Mm-hmm. It is literally all of that. Um. I grew up with my father just recently passed away. So certain things also happen, yeah, tricky. Certain things also happen when you meet. It's like you 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 you're on a road, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get it to a T junction. Mm-hmm. And then you have to make a decision outside of okay, I I I saw marriages around me happen like this, but now this this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't I feel like I need to make a different decision from what I know, from what had been modeled mm. for me. So you, you get to, oh, okay. So if we're both supposed to grow, when am I um, growing individually? Mm. So my partner and I, we said after I was in corporate for about 10, 11 years or so, and then we'd said once the kids have grown up, like then I can do my thing. Like mm-hmm. and that's when I went back to school. I resigned. I went back to school, studied coaching, did a that's around diploma. when we met, I think. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And yeah. that's part of the reason why. Because I luckily we were comfortable enough to say we know the world is evolving. Mm-hmm. We know we are also evolving. So when you need to take the next step, okay, um, he's entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm full on and he will do this and do that but the entrepreneurial spirit is always there Mm. so where's our security so Mm. whether it's finances or um, parenting who's going to be home Mm. if you are doing this if you're at school okay fine no I'll take a nine to five so that I can take the kids back and forth you know so having it's 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 those whether you're accountable with yourself because I could have been a superwoman and said no 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 don't worry I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that but it was that we, we were accountable to each other to say this is going to affect um, 
budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to affect our spending. It's going to affect uh, affect the children. Mm-hmm. Um, your time when you're in, when you're at business school, because that demands a lot of time. You come mm-hmm. back late at night. What's going to happen? But we were able to move with that and say, okay, this is where we are. This is where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Let's make the necessary changes around, and then let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, not every transition especially because we are two different people yeah. who grew up in two... Different mar- cultures, different big and backgrounds, different ways of processing things. Men and women process things differently. Even different yeah. family structures. Yeah. His, his, his parents divorced. Yeah. I grew up with mine. Mm. You know, so even that, so parenting styles, that, I think that is though uh, constantly evolving. <laughs> I don't think it ever gets to, <laughs> oh, okay, no, it's yeah. fine. This is how we do things. I think... For me, accountability, just like marriage, mm. I, I still say when you, it's a choice that you make every time where you meet that crossroad, mm. whether you still want to carry on. Mm. And if you're going to say, okay, fine, if I need to unpack, mm. let me unpack and then see what do I live with from mm. here. So mm. that accountability for me is, is on, on every day. And I guess it needs that candidness, and if you don't have a way of communicating, mm. which I know I didn't. Mm. My, my partner's very, he, he, he talks, mm. like he can talk. Mm. Uh, I found that I, I didn't talk as much um, of things that... Um, important to you? Not necessarily important. Uh, funny enough, you know, with relationships. Mm. I, I remember at one point, I, I, I told my brother... Tell me, how was I as a child? Because mm. I'd gotten to a point, that crossroad again, if I may call it that. Tell me, how was I as a child? Because I really want to understand how I've come this far. Because certain parts of me, I don't feel like this is me anymore. Mm. I think I was just doing these things because I thought they worked. And mm. I got to the teacher and said, man, this doesn't feel right. And even if I saw it from my mom, it doesn't mean that it was right. It doesn't mm. mean that she was happy with it. Mm. I can't ask her now, but, I mean, she's late also. Mm. So... Okay, no, Sipo, this is you. This is you now. How do you deal with it now? Mm. And I go back and I try to be that accountable. And my brother would say, oh, no, with us, you would always say, and because you're, you're intellectual, you'll always get angry at us <laughs> when, we, uh, when, we, when you have to repeat yourself a lot of times because I'd always say, no, man, but you're smart. Why, why, why are you doing that? And I know that's from my father. My father's was um, so a scholar and academic and... and so I know I did that to myself. I did it to my siblings. Mm. But then I, at a point, I'm like, okay, this side, I can't communicate certain things, but the other side, I can. I can. So it depends on the relationship dynamic as well. If I'm quiet about things that are important to me, but then I can communicate certain things up to a certain level mm. with other relationships, mm. what does that mean about mm. me and, and being honest and being true with myself or to myself or the people around me? Mm in my different relationships. So what I hear you saying is that you spoke a lot about accountability. Mm-hmm. So a continuous conversation because the question was, as you evolve in the relationship, you know, how do you allow that evolution to come? Because that's kind of what keeps the marriage together to yes. some extent. And 
what I hear you saying is that communication and constant revisiting and looking at a system and saying, is it working? You know, is it serving us? You know, and is there another way we can do it better? You know, so for example, with kids, I know my partner and I, when we speak about kids, you know, because we've had, we've done the whole list of the questions, you know, the premarital counseling questions, they're online, anybody, if you need to do them, some of these things are free, guys. So you can just go (laughs) online, search premarital counseling questions, and there's all those questions from how do you raise kids? And when we think of that, we just Mm -hmm. think, it's you know it's just oh we'll raise them in a nice home you'll provide no mm-hmm. you know it's do you believe in hitting kids mm-hmm. you know do how do you think we should treat our children are they equals to us are they less than us how does your childhood how would that affect your parenting style um how do you think that looks like what type of school do you want them to go to you know because someone can be like i want them to go to private i want them yeah. to go to public and it's a big thing yes. you know um it looks like you know there's so many questions your sex life you know how does your sex like? What are your expectations in, in terms of that? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the biggest thing, which is always important to me before I got into my relationship and even as I'm in it, is the lifestyle aspect. What do our lives actually look like? You know, even if we do have kids, what do they look like? What What do you imagine me? Like what you said, do you imagine me sitting at home and working? Is there something I'm comfortable with? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what do you look like? You know, what are your expectations on all levels? And really sitting and having those conversations financially as well. How do your childhood, how does your childhood affect your spending habits? How would that affect our relationship? What are your expectations financially? You know, do I want a girlfriend or wife allowance? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and all those conversations, Right. And it's 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 having the conversation consistently because we're not going to remain one thing as people and we are allowed to evolve. And I think that is the one thing that I think is I hear you saying, you know, even honesty with self, too. Here's the thing. Right. Accountability doesn't necessarily mean the right thing because some people are accountable to toxicity. Yes. So some people are accountable to having a curfew that a man doesn't have and a woman does. Mm -hmm. Some women are Mm -hmm. accountable to raising the kids while the man is doing other things. Mm -hmm. So what does accountability really mean to you? Right? Accountability doesn't necessarily mean authenticity. Accountability doesn't necessarily mean courageous. Exactly. Because some women are very accountable of how they clean, how they go to work. I mean, you said that you had to do a, a, a nine to five for all those years. But if you truly were in a position where you are fully accountable of the role that you want to play in this world, I don't think you would have allowed yourself to stay for that long. Just an example. Mm, you mm. understand? That's so sometimes. Why, that's why I said it's, it's easy for, it's important to understand you get there and you ask yourself the crossroad mm. is, okay now that i'm here mm. how does how does this make me sleep at night mm. basically and then if you make the decision to say i'm sticking with this that's mm. you being accountable to whether it's toxic whether it's good whether it's not you are making the decision to stick yes. to it yes yes so what i'm saying is how about we start actually negotiating these labels of accountability why does it have to be you actually accepting something. Sometimes accountability can be accepting it, but not actually doing it because you can see that you're doing it from a conditioned point of view. To Mm. say, okay, I'm accountable that I'm in a marriage and I'm accountable that I need to have kids, but is it something that I truly saw myself? Because some women don't want to have kids, but they do end up having kids. Some women, some women don't want, I mean, some women... In fact, every human being is here to Mm -hmm. express themselves. And many women aren't expressing themselves because we've been conditioned to actually be lesser than, Mm -hmm. to serve, to be there, to be the pleaser. Mm -hmm. And our... we, 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 We... fully embody that role of being the pleaser that it becomes so hard for us and that's why many women 
end up experiencing so much depression once the kids have left because it's like okay everyone's gone what did i do what's for my myself? purpose yes. yeah. what and did i do for that myself happens. and that on happens. that point i think it it goes back also to un- understanding self yes. knowing what your yes. values yes. are yes. knowing yes. what's important yes. to you for me i know my value structure right and this is something that anybody can do as well to say what's the most important thing to me when it comes to myself but here's the thing mm. you know at times we believe what we know about ourselves it is what is based on culture what you know. yes what yes. you think you know so pela also when you look at the whole marriage uh, setup marriages were created after the whole revolutionary industry and you know marriages were created because of security yeah. but before that people were in tribes everyone was for everyone mm-hmm. so marriages came for property sake so that okay if this man has kids with this woman at least when he dies he's got this mm-hmm. and that's why there was a contract pela marriage is not something that just was it was it's always there's a, a system yeah. it's yeah. something yeah. that is created mm-hmm. one understand so and that's why there's a contract mm-hmm. the contract mm-hmm. is there to protect both people mm-hmm. <laughs> and love doesn't need protection mm-hmm. you understand but it was created <laughs> for that Constantly. sake yes it was created for that sake for ser- security purposes but then certain labels started to come up okay women should be like this this type yes of yes mm-hmm. also the patriarchy also puts us in a situation where even when women are unhappy mm-hmm. they feel derided to leave because money is an impediment mm-hmm. marriage is f- the finances the men are always the head of the finances and that's why mm-hmm. women actually had to work so, and yeah be a, be in the workforce because not everybody is looking for everybody's highest intentions. And if we lived in a of perfect course. world, <laughs> you yes. know. Um, and also, I think when it comes to a system, it's never going to work for everybody. I wanted you to know? say there's no It's, it's yes. never going to work for everybody. And, yes. and when we, the work, here's what I also think, right? A lot of times when we look at when we are in relationships, mm. we tend to project experiences that we would have even had even if we were on our own. Yes. Like, I could have gone through a sad period. But when I'm in a relationship, it's, you're making me sad. I could yes. have gone through a period of being unfulfilled on my own because mm-hmm. of my work. But it's your, It's so much easier to project that. And I think what I hear both of you saying, and I think we should have a part two because <laughs> we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. But I think what I hear both of you saying is know yourself and give yourself permission to evolve. Yes. And if you are in a relationship, you're going to have to communicate that. And I think for me, one of the biggest things when it came to things to know before I get married or even being in a relationship or a partnership or a long-term commitment is that that the person is also willing to do their inner work and they have enough self-awareness. And I think that regardless of what it is, because I also don't think that you know the, 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 the success, and it looks different for everybody. Everybody defines it differently, right, which we respect. But I think that for me, my win is growth for everybody, mm-hmm. right? My win is love for everybody. And love looks different, and it's allowed to change as well in how it expresses itself. Even if you look at a child, right? When they're a child, you have to look at them, you have to care for them and guide them in a certain way. When they go to varsity, you're like, I, I can't protect them. I have to allow them to, you're supposed to allow them to fully be their own person throughout, but there's certain things that you have to accept and your life has to show up differently in that time frame so i think it's what i'm hearing from both of you is know yourself to be yourself permission to be yourself change your mind about the philosophies that you've had, you've taken in as your own whether you're in a marriage or not or in your long-term commitment you need to be able to navigate with self-awareness and when you notice that something is not serving you something is just something that you adapted um from your ancestors whether it's cultural or because everything is made up like whether it's even cultural stuff everything is made up no matter what all the systems are made up and we have to look at what works for me right and i think that's one important thing to continuously be in relationship with yourself so that the relationships you're in can be honest and authentic um and also let be willing to let go of what is not working 
Um, final things that you guys want to say, you have, <laughs> before load shedding, <laughs> we have like a minute of two. So 30 seconds. <laughs> final last words, Dinsalo and Mrs. G. <laughs> for me um i'd say sometimes we, we we pack like i mean how you've you listed them we we pack things and think this is all i need to do and i think it becomes then a huge baggage and people think oh, mm. you know Gandhi, certain things these are relationships it's how you relate it's how you so when you see something it's a it's a continuous you don't stop you mm. you don't have to do everything right don't think of it as a huge thing that you need to do by small by small and it presents itself because when when what do they say when the student is ready the master, uh, appears. The master appears so yeah. and that's how it is with life so you go on and you you live life you stay authentic to yourself and you Okay, this is me, and this and what is this teaching me now? Okay, Whew, next, next relationship yeah. or next whatever, and you go on like that. It's not big. It's not mm. that you need to do everything all at once. Okay, last few words. Um, <laughs> okay, Mina, it's it's just advice basically. Like make it about yourself. Learn about your traumas. Learn about your unconscious patterns, and learn about everything um, that you feel is an issue with the other because <laughs> it's actually an issue with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but know that you are your own wisest teacher and everything that you seek is within you. Mm-hmm. Um, the ego doesn't necessarily want us to grow because it's conformed to what has felt familiar for all these years throughout childhood and now in marriages and relationships. So start to be more introspective and start to see, okay, um, when I'm hurting... How do I then try to dismantle this hurt? How do I start asking questions? Okay, what is this hurt really trying to reflect, you know? So I just advise people to start doing more work on learning about traumas, attachment styles, and being more mindful of situations that upset them, cause them to be angry, for them to really go inward, to try see, because we are, like I said, our own wisest teachers. There are authentic voices there, and it's waiting for us. It's been buried by all this conditioning, the patriarchy, culture, and, you know, it's not easy. And, and that's why I would have loved for this to be long because some women are we'll sitting there. We'll have a part there, two. <laughs> they're yeah. sitting there and they want to maybe get out of marriages or maybe better their marriages, but yeah. we aren't really giving them the tools and resources yeah. and more information to really, you know, start unpacking within themselves. Yeah. So we, we need a part two. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> okay, we'll have a part two. We'll definitely have a part two. Um, I want to thank you ladies for being here for sharing your hearts, you know, and your perspective and showing up authentically (laughs) as yourselves, you know. And I think all paths lead to self, you know. You have to make the decision to choose that. Um, And evolution looks different for everybody. I mean, we can't give all the tools in one episode, you know, even two episodes or three episodes, you know. But I think the biggest thing is always listening to yourself and being accountable to self, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And for me, how I navigate life, you know, I'm not going to always have the answers. Even as a coach, I don't have all the answers. There's things that I'm like, yo, (laughs) this is how it is. And you know all the theory, but the practical, yo, (laughs) is so tough. Mm -hmm. And I've had to sit with myself and say what does growing look like what does healing look like in the space what does compassion for self look like and for the other person as well to see them not as somebody that's just there to meet my needs or to fulfill whatever idea or to, to put them on a pedestal for anything to see them as a human being who has a childhood who has a past and to also see myself with the same compassion continuously and making a decision from a place of love um Love looks different, again, in all seasons. 
And yeah, I hope that everybody listens here today. I hope you took something, you know, um, and I hope that it does enlighten your path with, with self more especially. And of yeah. course, how we relate with self always affects our relationship with others. And yeah, until the next episode, I'm sending you off with love. Um, I will post the details of my guests in the comments or in the, what do you call it? The caption or the mm. description? Yes, it's <laughs> the description. <laughs> so do check that out. I'll post their links to their social medias if you want to work with any of them. And yeah, I'm sending you off with love and and until next time, just remember to be kind to yourself and trust the process. Love, love, love. Yes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>